Welcome to I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. I'm your host today, the legendary Alex, and I'm joined by two wonderful people. The first one is also legendary. Her <laughs> name is uh, Kristen. Hi, I am legendary. <laughs> and then Jacob is here. Damn it! Hello. <laughs> I was hoping, I was praying to at least be great, but at least I'm here. He's mythological. Yeah, I, nobody believes I exist. <laughs> but I'm out there, baby. That's true. That's true. I'm a crypt. I'm a cryptic. A cryptid. Well, yeah, cryptid. There you go. And you're cryptic. Too. And I'm cryptic because <laughs> I'm always speaking in code. <laughs> What's some of the things that you say? I don't think that's a code. I think that's just... You gotta unlock it. You gotta translate it. It's a code. (laughs) It's Leprechaun. I I can't tell you the real codes I've got, because else I'll get arrested for some crimes I committed in San Diego. Oh, man. San Francisco? Is that what it is? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Where were you? (laughs) Talking about the uh, Zodiac Killer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's San Francisco. Okay. Um, But yes. a reference. Uh, as you can tell, we're a uh, podcast who talks about movies, and today we're here. To <laughs> um, today we're here to talk about another movie, and so <laughs> oh man, this isn't going good. Um, it's been a minute since we've recorded. Sorry about that. Um, today we're here on All Take Three to first tell you what our podcast is, because I know what you're thinking. You're like, I liked that 2016 film, The Nice Guys. I want to hear three weirdos talk about that movie. Um, Oh, I'll check this out. And you have no idea what you're in for. Well, (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) I just just pause for one second. Okay. In your free time, how often do you think of just like, I really like this movie. Let me look up this movie and find playing the podcast about it uh, i would never i've never done that okay How, but maybe okay. i should maybe we should start doing that and then people will find our podcast yeah we do that there we go exactly so um i'll take three what does that mean well there's three of us legends and mythological people are here and we each take a turn picking a film you could say that we take three films but the thing is, we each take turns picking a theme from which you can pick those films. A theme, if you will. A theme. Trademark. <laughs> not a three. It's not a feature. It's a theme. Yeah, we don't own the feature. No. What else could we own? Three. Three's company. Three's company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> three men and a baby. Three blind mice. There we go. We look like the three blind mice. We all have glasses. So. Yeah. And also, we have <laughs> tails. <laughs> yeah. I used to have mouse ears. I love cheese. Cheese is good. Anyway, so the theme is changing this week. We're kicking off a brand new theme. Last week was our last episode wrapping up films on natural disasters. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to those, please go back. We covered films like Twister, Snowpiercer, and Dante's Peak. 
And we've had a lot of other fun films in the past that we've covered, like Rudy and that documentary about UFOs. I forget what that was called. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. So, yeah. Um, This week, the theme is, or not this week, but this next three episodes, the theme is movies that deserve a sequel, should have a sequel, need a sequel, however you want to interpret that. Movies that currently have a sequel but need another sequel? No. (laughs) But you could pick the last movie in the series that you think needs a sequel. But if you can't pick one that already has a sequel, I'd say it needs a sequel later down the line. That's not fair. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. I I think I get what you're putting down. So if uh, I wanted to watch, let's say, Little soldier, small soldiers, seven. Couldn't do it. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's not what I was talking about, but that's no. true. <laughs> so I don't get what you're saying then? <laughs> I was saying like you couldn't pick. Oh, I I wish they'd make a sequel to Toy Story Four. I'm gonna pick Toy Story One. Oh, gotcha. But I could do three. <laughs> no, because they may already made a sequel to three. Oh. Wait, what if I wanted to do Fast 11? Could I choose Fast X? Yeah, you could. Even though they're already making a Fast 11, I guess. You could say, this movie deserves a sequel. I'm just trying to figure out the parameters. Kristen, we had so think? much discussion over natural disasters, you know, to make sure I'm fitting into the box we put ourselves in. I'm going to choose the nice guys. All right, she's got nothing to say. I don't know what we're talking about. You guys are all (laughs) over the place. (laughs) The film this week is 2016's The Nice Guys, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, directed by Shane Black, who we will tell you about. Um, And the reason I picked this movie is this is really a great origin story. That has endless possibilities, I think. And unfortunately, the movie didn't do well enough at the box office to probably earn a sequel. Wait, I just realized that the two main actors have bird last names. Gosling and Crow. Crow and Gosling. What is a Gosling? It's It's a a baby duck, isn't it? I don't know. Baby goose? Or like a baby goose. That's what it is. Is it? And what's a crow? Um, what it's is like a crow? A, it's like a blackbird that uh, mocks me. Sings in the dead <laughs> of night. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe kept writing about what I think, right? No, he was quoting the raven nevermore. Oh, damn it. I always get it mixed up. You just got to think Baltimore crows. Well, here's what I know. This week, not when, not the week that this comes out, but the week that we're recording this, mm-hmm. the Lions are about to smash the Baltimore Ravens. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Do you know why they're called the Baltimore Ravens? Because uh, they moved from Chicago. Chicago? You think <laughs> the Bears moved Baltimore. to Baltimore? Ba- wait, they're in Baltimore now. <laughs> they moved from, from Cleveland. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, knew but why... a, I knew it was a B. Yeah, but why are they called the Ravens? <laughs> I wasn't worried about the Baltimore. <laughs> oh, my bad. 
I'm looking up Goslings. So I'm not thinking. <laughs> really I get why they're called Baltimore because they moved to Baltimore. <laughs> oh, you get that part? All right, let me think. Let me think. I'll give you a hint. You've already okay. mentioned it. Okay, it's what you said before. What's that? I wasn't listening to you, Alex. <laughs> I was looking up Gosling. It's where Edgar Allan Poe is from. He's from Baltimore. So okay. they're called the Baltimore Ravens because of Edgar Allan Poe. For some reason, I always think that Edgar Allan Poe is like as old as William Shakespeare. Oh, no, he's not that old. He's one of the earliest American authors, though, for sure. You know, I have a problem with getting time correct, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't know if you guys knew that or not. Well, this movie is confusing because it came out in 2016. Yeah. Which we know was f- about 15 years post 9-11. Hold on, let me get to the math. But, <laughs> yeah, take your time. Yeah, that checks out. Did you that carry the one? Okay. I, I carried the one, subtracted the one, and added it back. Okay. And the film, though, is a period piece set in 1977, which... Is a, a, First while, note down, a while before 9-11. Well, thankfully do, do that it thing. said that at the beginning or Jake wouldn't have known when this was based. <laughs> I would have been lost. That was my first <laughs> note. As soon as they said it, I said, I better write this down so I don't forget. Yeah, good call. <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea what you would have thought it was? No, but I put it in a square box so I would make sure I remember <laughs> so it would stand out. That's funny. With the way well, he was drifting some... that car, I might think it was the 90s. That's true. Well, let's give some context for this film for those who have not seen it. Um, it I'll give you the synopsis of the film first. The film is about a character named Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling. And he's a down-on-his-luck private eye in 1977's Los Angeles, co-starring a character named Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe who's a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Um, Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia, played by Margaret Qualley, who Kristen said was Andy McDowell's daughter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, Who's that? She's (sighs) the love interest in Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, So Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia mysteriously disappears. Healy and March soon learn the hard way that some dangerous people are also looking for Amelia and their investigation takes them to dark places as anyone else who gets involved in the case seems to wind up dead. And so essentially what's happening in the movie is a um, porn star is found dead and um, Ryan Gosling's character is hired by uh, an old woman who thinks she sees her niece, right? Niece, Um, yes. Um, alive, who is this porn star, and it, it turns out that it's actually this Amelia person. But this Amelia person is working with her and some other people to make a porno film that's also an experimental film that's highlighting Art. the um, connection between the car industry and the government in order to create noxious gas essentially in the air, which was a big problem in the late 70s with smog, especially in LA. Mm. Um, and then everybody keeps winding up dead. So they they are looking for Amelia in the movie to find out what exactly is going on. Um, the film 
was directed by Shane Black. Do you guys know who the Shane Black is? He uh, directed Iron Man 3, which is my least favorite Iron Man movie. And uh, worse than 2. You think it's worse than 2? Yeah, it's down wow. at the very bottom of my list. Wow. I think it's not very good either, but I think it's way better than 2. Um, that's, that's a discussion for a different podcast. Okay. Yep, he did that. He also directed the film Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which also starred Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then he followed up the nice guys with the film The Predator, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen and is a shame because I thought Shane Black was on to something with the nice guys if I had watched it in order. Um, and then he just bombed it with that movie and he hasn't done anything since. <laughs> um, he also... Uh, was a writer on Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2 and Last Action Hero. Um, And he was also an actor. He played Rick Hawkins in Predator, the first Predator movie. Is that why he uh, did this, whatever you said, the sequel? um, Maybe, yeah. I I remember talking to Lance because me and him are huge Predator fans and we thought it was cool. Mm. You know, we thought it was going to be good (laughs) and we both know that it sucks. <laughs> Shout out to Lance and his podcast Filmoscopy. I don't um, really like uh, Alien vs. Predators tagline. Whoever wins, we lose. Yep, that's good. Um, he plays the. You guys have seen Predator, right? The original. Yeah. Yeah. Does he play the mud? Yeah, he plays mud. No, he plays the like the radio operator guy with the glasses and stuff, who's always telling like sexual jokes. Hmm. I don't know that character. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell any of them because they probably would get me canceled. The jokes okay. the movie. Um, but yeah, he wrote, co-wrote this movie with Anthony ba- Bagarazzi. Um, and I found interesting in reading the production notes that they actually started working on uh, the idea of this film in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took turns like uh, Shane started writing from Ryan Gosling's character, Holland March. And then Anthony started writing from Russell Crowe's character, Healy. And then like halfway through they switched. Yeah. And wrote the rest. And the first draft they said was like pretty much unusable, (laughs) but it like got them going and they worked on it for a long time. And it was after Iron Man three, that producer, Joel Silver um, asked Shane what he'd like to do next and came to this. And so that's how this movie eventually got made. I heard they tried to, uh, Sell it off as a sitcom, or not a sitcom, but a TV, a TV show. Yeah, yeah. At some point, CBS like a, had the option to pick it up and decided that the material was going to be too hard to work with. Yeah, gotcha. I also uh, saw that when they had decided to cast um, Russell Crowe and Gosling, or when they said they would do it or whatever, uh, basically it was like thirteen years and it all came together in two minutes or something like that. Was the quote that he had said. That's cool. Yeah, they both wanted to do it. Both of them wanted to work with the other person too. Yeah, yeah. I think Gosling had said that as soon as as soon as he uh, read the script and he knew that his picture and crow on the other side, he immediately knew that this movie was gonna be hilarious. Yeah, for sure. They made a good call. Um, I'm I definitely wonder like why this movie didn't well, it didn't got do so well. It got flexed. Uh, spots and it was going up against superhero movies so uh, oh. it was one of the Cap- it was Captain America Civil War I think really and okay 
And uh, I think there was a quote that said, uh, it might have been Shane Black or possibly somebody, uh, where they said, uh, see Captain America six times, see our movie once, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this movie had a $50 million budget, which, you know, it's not huge, but it's not a small budget, so it needed mm-hmm. to, to make some money to yeah, at least earn a sequel. Yeah, probably like $8,500 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it only earned 62.8. So yeah, I feel like it's er- it's found a life on streaming um i see a lot of especially like uh, you know you guys know i'm on letterboxd a lot a lot of people watch that movie and love it and so i'd like to it's got it's got really good reviews what is it 91 on rotten tomatoes yeah something like that and then uh i think i think metacritic had a a seven out of ten or something yeah and i've never have you guys ever seen kiss kiss bang bang that shane Uh black did no it's Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, so I'm like curious. I want to watch it. Iron Man and Batman in a single movie. <laughs> Iron Man and Doc Holliday. Oh, is he not playing? Iron Batman? Man and Iceman. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm a getting over a sickness. So. Or I guess I should have said Charlie Chaplin and Iceman. Charlie Chaplin and Iceman. Hey, speaking of that mustache, this movie, you know. It's got a lot of Hitler references. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> Good tie-in, Jake. Thanks. Just trying to always bring it back home. Um, one thing that I wanted to call out that I know it's not going to be in my um, things that I talk about, though, I mentioned to Kristen, is Margaret Qualley being mm-hmm. in this movie. She was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that came out mm. after this movie. And I'm like, man, she just likes to do these period pieces in, set in L.A., yeah, it's got it's got a yeah, similar similar vibe in terms of that. Um, I don't know if this has any relation or anything connected to it, uh, but Crazy Stupid Love is Ryan Gosling in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it kind of gives me this kind of gives me the same vibe as that in, a, in some ways, even though it's way way different. Like a lot of the shooting style kind of and the editing style kind of reminds me of it, even though it's way different because it's like action. You know, this yeah. one is versus. That, which just, is, is that like just like the call. vibe of it or can yeah you give just an kinda, example? Like, the pacing is kind of similar <laughs> and it just kind of seems like almost a setup is where like something comes in and there's like a twist you know and then something kinda, yeah you know it almost feels like that you know interesting i liked crazy stupid love i did do that Kristen. might deserve a sequel it was okay <laughs> not not scoob huh no no scoob <laughs> Did you All like right. my review of whatever that was, Alex? Yeah. yeah. I Alex showed me that and I was like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I really need to rewatch Scoop because <laughs> I don't know if I can keep comparing it to everything. Yeah. You need to give it a fair shake to keep <laughs> referencing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was us, wasn't it? It was us, yeah. What a I was, movie, I was, what I a movie to tie to Scoob. <laughs> Well, because, you know, Scoob is always based on murder mysteries, you know, and mm-hmm. That's it's, true. it's got a, it's the same thing. Uh, Can you imagine watching, like, Scooby-Doo and being terrified because you thought the monster was real? <laughs> yeah. I watched Scooby-Doo, the, the one that, uh, who, who directed that, the original? Um, oh, the movie? The live action. Yeah. Um, Rowan Atkinson. Was it? No, I don't know who directed it. It's somebody. It's somebody know, that is like James Gunn wrote it. I know that. Did he? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That it was James Gunn. I was gonna say it's somebody that did something really 
famous. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. The director uh, is Rowan is in the second one. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. What were you thinking? What was it? The director is Rajak Gosnell. Who directed movies like Never Been Kissed, Big Mama's House, and Home Alone 3. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Home Alone 3, I think, oh, is a trampoline in it. Yeah, the first one's the Spooky Island one. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, Spooky Island is the one that I always think about. Yeah, but screen screenplay by James Gunn on the first mm. one. But he's talked about it because I followed him on Twitter. Um, when he was on Twitter, and he talked Raj, about Raj, whatever his name was. No, James Gunn. <laughs> and he talked about <laughs> things like he wanted to do in the movie that the studio changed and stuff. But yeah, like his humor, you can definitely tell is in it. Um, I never definitely. really cared for that movie. Though. Chris, I know Chris likes it. Yeah, I like it. I'm a big <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo fan. Have you seen Scoob, Jacob? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay, I couldn't remember if you've seen it. Yeah, because it's got, like, the superhero thing. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Um. so the nice guys. What's your guys' first, you know, experiences with this film? Jacob? Well, I will be honest. I can't remember when I saw this, but I've seen it before. Oh, really? Um, at some point in time. And I, it might have been on streaming, and it might have been one of those ones where it was like, oh, this is a good movie, let me turn it on, you know? And I turned it on, and I uh, don't remember being that into it, and I don't know why. I'm not sure why, but um, I definitely remember watching it before uh, and being kind of confused about the Russell Crowe character, like what his job was, Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out at first. Um, And then I got the P.I. thing, obviously, but... I don't really remember a lot of the plot, and I think I might have watched a different version because I don't think there I was a rated R version because I don't remember as much nudity as there was in this movie when I watched it today. So I don't know. Did you watch it on TV or something somehow? I don't know. I'm not sure, but I definitely uh, I think I would have uh, caught my attention immediately, you know, if I had watched this. Yeah, like I did today. Maybe you didn't catch the opening of it when they Maybe. first watched it. It's hard to miss that opening. So this was the second time you saw it? Yeah. And I definitely liked it better the second time. Okay. And, and I, you heard... know, obviously, paying attention to the movies for the podcast is different than watching movies, you know, when you just turn them on randomly. Yeah. And you'd heard of it before by title, right? Uh, Probably, but it's also such a vague title and such a generic title that I probably did not know that it existed. Um, What's that movie that's got... That old man that people think is hot, George something. Oh, The Bucket List. No. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> George something. George Clooney. What's the movie with him in it where he's like a Roman gladiator or something? Hail no, Caesar? That's... Yeah, that movie. Oh, I, I feel like I get that movie in this gladiator. movie mixed up. I was like, that's Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, that that would have been the connection of the lifetime. Yeah, Hail Caesar is like an entirely different movie. It is set around... The like 60s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like it. Uh, it has to do with movie making as well. So I think this one, Hail Caesar and uh, the bucket Hollywood. List. Oh. Uh, not bucket list. Stop talking about the fucking bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have to finish your bucket list and fill it out, Alex. <laughs> the Once um, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I feel like all of those kind of came out around the same time, and maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm 
that's convoluted in my brain or my memory of it. But I feel like they I all I mean, did, it was the same like, decade. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, so I think I, I think I mix them all, all up in my brain together. Once upon a hail. Once nice upon a hail in Caesar Nice Case. <laughs> hey, do you think this is the real Caesar's Palace? Uh, no. I didn't think so. All right, Kristen, what about you? Um, well, I had not seen this movie before. Um, the only thing I have ever seen of it was the scene where Ryan Gosling tries to break open that door and he ends up cutting his wrist. That's the <laughs> only thing I've ever seen is that scene. And I saw it on TikTok. Um, I totally didn't remember this was a movie. Um, so it was good to watch it. Yeah. That scene is one of the funniest scenes I think I've seen in any movie. <laughs> that scene did my stomach churl. Like churl. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, uh, I have some wrist blood experience in my life, and it always just flashes me back and makes me very wheezy. Oh, man. Like, also, uh, from <laughs> I don't know. I am I'm mixing words up. <laughs> Wheezy, I'm coughing all over the place. I'm queasy. I am throwing up. Everything that ends with easy. I'm feeling breezy. Um, breezy? Yeah. Tyler Breezy. Easy, breezy. Wait. Wait. Easy, breezy, beautiful Maybelline. Wait. Cover girl. Cover girl. I know it was something. <laughs> Hail Caesar came out in 2016, same year as this movie. Okay. Probably. Hollywood was ni- 19. 19, yeah. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, anything else about the the film in general that you guys want to mention before we kind of talk through some of it? Yeah, I did want to say that these guys are so nice. Yeah, they're really nice guys. Do you think they're being sarcastic because they're not no. that nice of guys? I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the poster where the guy has a mustache and the other guy has a shotgun? Yeah, nice. one guy's got a cast on his arm. Yeah, the other guy has... A fist. And one guy has fury. And one guy is Jack Black. I don't Wait, think so. That's not right. That's a different poster. Okay, cool. Kristen, anything else from you? No, I don't think so. We'll take three things about the movies and talk about them. I'm thinking of a number. Ah, I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Kristen. Okay. Brag much? God. <laughs> Bragging much? That's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, dude. Fuck you. I'm thinking one and three. Brag. All right. Now, you guys think of one, and then whoever's closest, you guys have to go first. Ha, 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 ha. I know what number you're thinking of. Okay. You called Kristen's name first, so she has to go. Oh, yep. Kristen, Wait, go. between what and what? One and ten. Okay. I was just making sure. Um, two. Okay. Seven. It was eight. You were closest, Jake. Mm-hmm. I told you. So I go first or Chris yep. goes first? You go first. Wait, I thought I won. Oh, damn it. All right. You did. So you my first thing. First. So my first thing, this one is, uh, I felt like this was a, as soon as the movie finished, I wrote this down and I said, this has to be my number one thing that, because it kind of like is the whole movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. The birds and the bees. Sex? 
yes. Also, because uh, it has a lot to do with, right, the oh, movie yeah, has a lot to do with the pornography. Okay. There's the birds that are dying in the air because of the smog. There's the bees that he keeps talking about with the Kafkaian killer bees. It's all a connecting piece. Oh my gosh, and I've never... They're all in there. And that's literally I mean, this is only the this... entire movie. I didn't tell my history of this movie. Oh yeah, um, what's your history of the movie? I've, this I... is the second oh time I've God. seen this movie. Um, I watched it the first time because of word of mouth and hearing that it was really good. And um, I think I just turned it on. It was an afternoon, I think, um, when I was home alone and watched home it. Home Alone 3? And, and really liked it. And been thinking like, man, I'd love to see these guys' adventures some more. So that's why I picked it for this theme specifically. But yeah, so this is the only the second time I've seen it and did not connect the birds and the bees together at all. Heck yeah. The entire movie is about that. In wow. every which way you want to think about it. What, what What's another way to think about it? Because Birds and Bees Sex, it's about porn stars and making porn movies, so that's okay, Birds that's the and one. Bees. What's the, and what then, else? Then they have the African Killer Bees, which is like a whole through line where even at the end he's killing that bee on the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the birds with the smog and the da-da-da-da. Yeah. So it's like a... And there's don't forget the bee riding in the car when he's yeah that um, sleeping <laughs> and dreaming dreaming because he's falling asleep at the wheel. And you know who voiced that bee that was in the car, right? Huh? It's Hannibal Burris. Is it? Yeah. I kind of I kind of thought it was uh, uh, a comedian of note, but I uh, didn't know. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, is this guy in a Spider-Man movie? He is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's in those. Um, once the uh, Tom Holland ones, yeah, with Martin Starr as the teacher, yeah. Um, <laughs> all cars drive themselves. You didn't know that. You you don't know that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, man, you didn't know that. <laughs> it's like you got an ankle gun. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I got insurance. <laughs> when he dies for the ankle gun, and he's like, "Wait, did I dream that?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because the whole movie is about um, cars that don't what don't have catalytic converters. It wasn't a thing that was required or something. Yeah, and so they were polluting the air. And the and Department of Justice was supposedly <clears throat> prosecuting them, but was really going to let them off scot-free, pretty mm-hmm. much. And As the system goes. Yep. And it was killing the birds, and people were protesting. Yeah, and now including it's like the daughter of a... People are always talking tradition. about how bees are getting killed off nowadays, too. So I wonder if that's mm-hmm. part Well, of and that was like what he read in the paper, too. You know, in yeah. the African bees dying off or whatever, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I can't believe um, that's such an obvious connection that they are using in the movie. It never occurred to me. Yeah. Because I, 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 as soon as that bee showed up, you know, because I, I saw him doing the newspaper... And then, you know, there's the bee in the car ride, which obviously that's one of the, uh, in my mind, one of the funniest scenes of the whole movie. Yeah. It's just like, what is even happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is pretty good. Just let go and, of the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and then the very last scene, there, that bee showed up, and I immediately just, it clicked in my brain. That I was like, the birds and the bees. I had, I had it right down. That's that is this movie. <laughs> I'm sure it is my review. Oh, yeah. That would have been good, too. What about you, Kristen? What do you think of that? I mean, I didn't really notice a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's I figured it would cool. just kind of be a segue for us to talk into kind of the different scenes that they involve. So we could talk about the protest, and then we could talk about, um, you know, that car scene and whatnot. But <laughs> well, yeah, so you've got, um, you know, a bunch of teenagers, college kid age people protesting the smog by pretending to be dead because the smog is killing the birds. Yeah. They're like, uh, this is Amelia's protest group. Amelia's not here, dude. We're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I get it. (laughs) Your Uh, gas back should save you? (laughs) Yeah. The whole thing's stupid. They all got got (laughs) gas masks on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is Amelia's protest group. No, I get it. Where's Amelia? This is Amelia's protest group. And I like how Ryan Gosling just like asks like the whole case is solved when he brings him to, brings him there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm done. That's it. Um, I love the scene when he's like, you know why they call him Killer Bees, don't you? He's talking to the guy at this party. Mm-hmm. Cause they kill you. <laughs> <laughs> just like a lot of the deadpan lines in here mm-hmm. were like my favorite. Like. I don't know. Just like Ryan Gosling's whole comedy during it was just perfect. Yeah. Well, let me segue into my first thing if we're done with the yeah. birds and the bees. Uh, my first thing was just Ryan Gosling's comedic timing. Ugh, that was my favorite or my first thing. Okay, well, go to yours. <laughs> I'll pick something new. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So his comedic timing because he like played kind of like this bumbling idiot detect or private investigator but then like he knew what he was doing still like you know and it just like worked perfectly yeah he knew what he was doing still and also things just happened to happen by chance a lot of the time that mm. worked out great for him that's true yeah exactly and he wasn't invincible you fell down the hill come on man you fell down the hill <laughs> <laughs> Or when he, like, at the hotel, and he's like, did you fall again? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm invincible. It's the only explanation. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and falls he... again a third time. Yeah. <laughs> Through that he glass onto a car. <laughs> I love what he says. Uh, yeah, it's slippery up there. I was swimming with the mermaids. Like, what? What were you even doing? <laughs> I, had to, I had to investigate them or whatever he said. He gets... Because they go to this party to look for Amelia, and he get because one of the big thing with his character is he's a drunk, and mm-hmm. there's the part I might need to find the quote where he's is it when he's ta- he's talking to the bar per- person, and he's like, "Hi everyone, I'm Amelia." She's about yes, then, yeah. <laughs> answers to yeah, I just found that quote, and then he says. Answers to the call of the wild. Just kidding. I forgot her name, but you know, if you see you, if you just see and let me know and tell me my name. <laughs> <laughs> just so true. And the way he delivers it is so great. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees the girl and he's like, I got to flirt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that's really just this movie takes its comedy super well and super seriously in a way that sometimes action comedies are like, we'll just make it kind of funny, you know, yeah. and this movie is not, 
doing that. It's like it's intelligent too. It's not it's not just like slapstick like uh crazy off the wall, you know, dick and ball jokes, you know. It's uh intelligently written stuff, you know. Yeah, intelligently intelligently written dick and ball jokes <laughs> like yeah. the 13-year-old oh, yeah, kid like, being like, "Do you want to see yeah, my Yeah, that dick? one is that is a that is a dick and ball joke. <laughs> right. Nobody wants like to give you $20. What am I talking about? Yeah. The scene where they're in the elevator going up to the, you know, room, the penthouse or whatever, and he's like, Munich. And he's like, what? A guy without his balls, a Munich. Munich is a city in Germany. Hey, we're kind of going over like a bunch of the lines right now. So I just want to say that my third thing was like all the killer lines in the movie. There's just so many lines in this movie that are just like so good. Uh, so since we're already kind of talking about it, I'll just throw that in there. As, yeah. That was one of my things. There's some really good ones. The whole thing when Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe's characters meet for the first time. Yeah. And he's like, stick a fork in me. I'm done. I mean, don't really stick a fork don't in really. me. Don't really. And then he's like, all right. Russell Crowe's like, all right, I got to break your arm now. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like scolding him. Don't yeah. do it. He's like, when, uh, I like when he meets uh, meets his daughter too, Holly. And he's like, wait, you beat people up? Can you be my friend up? What's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name, but can you be my, my friend up for me? What? How much you got? Janet. Thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, Janet. Because <laughs> he's always like over. You you go to Janet's house, Jessica, because <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> like Janet, but he keeps telling her to go to Janet's house. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna be at Jessica's house. Jessica's a slut. No, because like, you had a guy over. That's a slut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna be at Jessica's house. Oh, she had a guy come over, and then he's like, "She's such a slut." She's like, "Yeah." Come on, don't slut shame your own sister. It, um, the whole thing too. The first time that Russell Crowe sees, um, well, no, not the first time, because the first time he sees, um, Ryan Gosling's daughter is when she gives him a yoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. But later at the bowling alley, Ryan Gosling's daughter runs up and he's like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "I was giving you a rim job." Oh, <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. "No, it's a rim shot." Oh my god, it's yeah. a rim <laughs> what is a rim shot? <laughs> I don't know. It must oh have been a seventies thing. That was Man. funny. That was really good. Um, yeah. But we can't skip over another scene if we're talking about Ryan Gosling's comedic timing, and that's when he's on the toilet, and oh Russell Crowe's character comes up and knocks on the stall door, and Ryan Gosling opens the door After with he's a gun. Up already. Yeah. yeah, he's been beaten up. His arm's been broken once by Russell Crowe, and he's pointing a gun. He's like, "Hey, you think I don't carry, motherfucker?" <laughs> I ain't leaving home without this now. And then he's like, the door keeps trying to close on him. And he keeps yeah, slamming he's it like open. holding it up with the gun. And then he yeah. And he's got his, butt. well, he's got a newspaper or something, magazine in his other hand. And then. He's taking a deuce. Yeah. And then his cigarette falls out of his mouth into his pants. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and he's like, does, and he just eventually is like, turn around. <laughs> close your eyes. He's like, and there's a mirror right there. He's like, there's a, I can see. Yeah. Oh man, it is so funny. Yeah, um, that was really good. I, I think we can't if we're gonna talk about all the comedy. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say I always thought I also thought it was so funny how he was just so like dazzled by uh, that black lady who uh, was just like obviously working for the. Uh, oh yeah. Whatever her name was, but he was yeah. Like, so 
just a little context for the people who didn't watch it. Amelia, who is the missing girl, the one who's working on this movie to out that the cars and car companies and the government are working together. She is the daughter of the um, um, chief of justice for the, for the, you know, federal government (laughs) and the um, chief of justice played by Kim Bat assistant played, Mm -hmm. played by, I don't know that actress's name. Ooh, me neither. Let's see if I can find it really quick. Who the um, chief? The chief of justice? No, no, that, I just said that Kim Bassinger, but the uh, tally. Oh, so, uh, Kamara DeCosta Johnson. Okay, she plays the like her assistant, <laughs> and yeah, Ryan Gosling's like madly in love with her from first sight. Yeah, he, nothing she could do is wrong. In which she hands him a suitcase full of fake money. Yeah, because she's in on it too. She's trying to. Um, help the government get away with it um yeah that's that's really great too every every scene with them even even at the end he's like she's not a murderer and and russell goes like she just said she killed three people (laughs) and she's got a gun pointed at you just think about it (laughs) oh man okay um he's talking about her afro he's like how'd you get us to be, be so beautiful so it's very funny, but it's also definitely an action movie. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about buddy action comedies? Because I feel like they're not as big as they used to be. I feel like I used to love watching those kind of movies. They're great. I uh, I very much enjoy the ones I can think of, but I I don't because I feel like these were a big thing in like the eighties and. Um, I don't know when, mm-hmm. but not not. I don't think they were a huge thing when I was growing up. You know, um, in terms of well, the, you have yeah, the Rush Hour and oh yeah, Rush Hour, Shanghai and Lethal Moon. Weapon. See, I don't. Lethal I never watched Lethal Weapon. Shanghai Noon. Did you watch those? I watched Shanghai Night. Oh okay. I don't know if that's a sequel. It's a sequel. Before. Did you mention okay. the other guys? Yeah, I said that. One. Oh okay. I was like, that's a big one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only one. That's what I was thinking of mainly, um, and then, uh, but and then Rush Hour definitely is one. But I didn't think of that one immediately uh, either. That's but, that's the one I think of first is Rush Hour. Yeah. I love. I would watch Rush Hour constantly when we were kids. Rush Hour two, I have like burned in my brain. Yeah. Rush Hour one, I forget what the plot of Rush Hour one is all the time. Oh, see, um, I feel like it's the opposite for me. Oh, that's I don't funny. remember. I remember Rush Hour. Two, they're in China. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember what's happening in it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good either way. Um, then you, I mean, you have some that kind of came later, I guess. The um, 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. And that, that was based cent- on a show. Central Intelligence movie. With, that's got The Rock and Kevin Hart. The Rock and Kevin oh, Hart, yeah. That actually, um, when this movie got bumped uh, up... Uh, Central Intelligence took their this this is this movie's original spot. Oh, that was something really? I read on the trivia, yeah. And that movie I think did way better. Yeah, I, I like that movie. I've seen that movie. What about um, the Heat? Oh yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Mm. That one's got some action. That is so funny. Stuff in it. That, that is that a good one. Hilarious. Yeah, I can just picture Sandra Bullock like limping off. Yeah, yeah, that's good. They're great. Oh, Bad Boys. Can't forget Bad Boys. Oh, yeah, Bad Boys is good. Okay, there are a few that I've seen. And I I would say that all of those 
or have like moments that I very much enjoy. So, yeah, all in all, good. Yeah, they're fun. I and they, they just like Rush Hour got a sequel. The nice mm-hmm. guys should get a sequel too. Um, oh, the first movie is all about you know the two guys who are forced to work together and they don't really like each other and then they bond and then they have each other's back at the end and um, then they at the very end they decide you know what we're gonna be a team and then you don't get the follow up to that for this movie and so mm-hmm. wasn't there like a bonus feature thing on the DVD of like shorts of this movie yeah. I, I swear I saw something about it because I was looking at. I thought IMDb they were all stuff. wearing pants. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> Gosh, I feel like I jumped. That was one of my things. Was the buddy action comedies? Do you guys have a favorite besides? The, obviously, don't pick say the nice guys. But for me, it's the other shower. the other guys for me is the other guys. Oh yeah, I don't really think uh, the action that much in that movie. But yeah, the action is—it's got the—it's got the plot. You don't just think like of the action, does. like that big huge explosion that happens at the beginning. I was like, how did guys just <laughs> yeah. walk away from that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rock and Samuel Jackson jumping off the building. Oh yeah, aim the for building. the bushes. <laughs> we are heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's true. There is a little action. And then they got the uh, they got the Colombian drug lords, you know. Oh yeah, on the motorcycles. And, and Will Ferrell, um, you know, stomps on the gas on the car, and that's yeah. very America. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh, sorry. All right, um, next item for you guys. Uh, we kind of talked about my first two things, so. Mine too. This is gonna be a shortest episode. I love it. Uh, my third, my third thing is the fight in action sequence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they they do a really good job. It's not like it's not like other guys where it's just they're they're the action sequences are kind of a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are some funny stuff that happens in them, but they take them seriously. Yeah, I I specifically remember, uh, and when I when I wrote that one down, I was thinking of uh, the scene where. Um, what's his name? John Johnny Dark or what's his name? Uh, from Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. Johnny or John Boy. John Boy. John Boy. John Boy. Yeah. Um, from the Wall. When uh, when they're like chasing Amelia, you know, and um, Ryan Gosling's character is in the red car. It's uh, after the party, you know, and he's like drifting through the thing, and he like over drifts, and he crashes another tree. <laughs> yeah, that's not with John Boy that yet. Great. That's with Blueface. Oh, Blueface. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a John Boy. Because then he gets hit by that van. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yep, yeah, that totally is right. really good. Blueface. I totally <laughs> forgot about Blueface. You think he's going to come save the day? <laughs> and then he yeah. crashes <laughs> the car. He's like, this fucking idiot. Well, there's also the... Um, happening at like the same time is Russell Crowe's characters fighting off with... Um, I think it's just called the old man or something in the script, in called? the cast, but it's Keith David plays him. Who uh, I love Keith David. Um, me and Kristen just watched the thing, and he's in that. I was like, hey, we got him when he was young, and we got him mm-hmm. when he's old. Um, Eddie Harris, it says, is his name. Huh? Eddie Harris, it says. Yeah, but I think it in the credits he's like the old man, older guy. Name. Yeah, older guy. Um, and they're fighting, and uh. Like, 
I guess it's a little bit before because Ryan Gosling ends up leaving. But um, they accidentally shoot somebody, and Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's all like, ah. It's like a like giant shoots it from the window, guy dressed up right? like a tree. <laughs> um, and then I love when when they're fighting and the, a gun falls in the hot tub and they're like fighting in the hot tub and um, like Keith David him. starts to drown Russell Crowe's character, but Russell Crowe grabs his gun and shoots through the hot tub into Keith David. Starts leg. leaking out water. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that was really cool. That was smart. Speaking yeah. of that uh, scene, I saw in the trivia that like the final punch thing that uh russell crowe does to him is the same combination that he uses in the gladiator i thought that oh, was interesting cool. yeah it's like hey do we need a, like a choreographer in here he's like don't worry guys i got it <laughs> i did it once <laughs> i know what to do i know how to fight um i i i really like the uh because him and it, him and um russell crowe and that guy kept having fight you know he's like never no, i never want to see you again you know where are you gonna go he's like michigan sounds good you know yeah uh, i like that scene and of course he's lying he's full of it because mm-hmm. he shows up again at the end of the movie well um, he's going to michigan you know which is where they go the detroit auto show mm-hmm. so he's not lying technically he just hadn't left yet exactly he was <laughs> on course he knew <laughs> all roads go through detroit that's the lesson of this year there's um there's a spot when they go to a hotel to find Amelia and they go to the bar area and they're like, all right, where is Amelia? They're trying to interrogate the bartender. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, I mean, my memory's a little foggy. What's in it for me? And, um, Ryan Goss is like, well, he'll, he'll stop doing it. <laughs> he's like doing what? And then he grabs him by the tie and <laughs> smacks his face into the bar. And he's like that. <laughs> and Russell Crowe's character is like, we could do this the easy way, or we could do it the way we're currently doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately that way. <laughs> and that line, um, he'll stop doing it. That's a line that um, is also in Iron Man Three. Oh yeah. And it's like the same setup, kind of a thing with um, Tony and R- Rhodey. Okay, so at least it was original, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't remember. Shane Black oh, directed when the, it, so he's when replicated. when they're fighting over the suits, right? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Iron Man three. Um, and then you have the whole shootout. You can't. We got to mention that. Mm-hmm. So John Boy is like this guy from New York who's gonna come and clean everything up and find Amelia and he's like an assassin. Find the film, yeah. Um, and he, they, they end up getting Amelia, they find her and bring her back to Ren Gosling's house to keep her safe. Um, but they end up letting it. Well, they bring her there because they went to the elevator, that place where, where they went to the bar and they go up the elevator and immediately see dude die. (laughs) He got like his throat sliced, but they see some other dude getting shot a million times. A guy gets thrown out the window. And like, oh, let's go back down the elevator. They're going down and Ryan Gosling's just shivering. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. It's like, what do we do now? I don't know, man. (laughs) This just Uh, happens to jump on his car, right? Yeah. Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. He just, so much happens to him that's so lucky. He falls on the hill and finds a dead body. It's true. Speaking of which, so he falls down the hill, finds a dead body, who's somebody else who worked on the movie. You know who that dead body was, right, Jacob? Mm-mm. It was an uncredited cameo with no lines by Robert Downey Jr. That was? 
Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I think he just not tell had a fake Robert beard Downey. on, but yeah. And they don't That's ever really show his face <laughs> that close. He's got a, He's got all that blood on him. Did he have to sit through makeup? Yeah, I guess so. Well, <laughs> that scene too, where Ryan Gosling sees Amelia, and he's like, "Hey, I'm just looking for my gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just." He's like, "I won't hurt you." <laughs> he's like, "I found it." And he's like, "I found it." <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, good. Gosh. But the the, the whole shootout the way scene. He, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, the way that he like reacts after he realizes he's sitting next to a dead body. He's like, hey, yeah. Haley. <laughs> he yeah. can't really like voice it because he's just so in shock. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so good. There's another really funny scene that has nothing to do. I mean, it has to do with knowing Healy's character, <laughs> but um, he, his wife leaves him and there's a flashback to her telling him. Um, that she's been sleeping with his dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. The spit take in that scene is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> drinking some water. And when she says it, he spits the water and he also like dumps the cup onto her at the same time. It's like, what do you say? And it is so oh funny. And the whole thing is like, because he's like calm and something. And he just says it just like so. Yeah, equanimity or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Um, but the shootout scene, um, it's really big, you know, action scene. But there's the part when um, Ryan Gosling's inside and Russell Crowe's inside. And he's like, throw me the gun. And Ryan Gosling <laughs> throws in the gun and it goes totally past him misses. and breaks the window that um, was opposite of Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. Um, and then at the very end, you have the big action sequence at the end because – the, they found that there was another copy of this movie that they thought had been destroyed that's going to tell people everything. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna, it's going to be aired at this Detroit auto show that's happening in L.A. And uh, so it's like a big, you know, um, what you, climactic action sequence to get, save the film and get that information out there. And then everybody's trying to stop them. Yeah. I wrote um, down uh, about that, you know, because it was a, a porno, a porno where the point is the plot, and I, I wrote down, "Not a very good plan," <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> meme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it works. It just at the end of the movie, you know, it doesn't have the best in, in yeah. the happiest ending. Yeah, but uh, there's the part when we talked about Ryan Gosling falling in the pool. <laughs> And, but there's also the part when he's getting ready to um, start shooting at the John Boy character, and he's taking cover behind a car. Oh, yeah, and it's spinning. He doesn't know the car's on a pe- uh, spinning <laughs> pedestal thing. <laughs> it's like he's going to be totally two, uncovered. Wood. <laughs> and it, that, that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. And what else on the action sequences? Well, um... So there was those. There was also there's another one that we're missing um, that I was thinking about that was really good. Um, well, you have the the diner because he's the diner. The guy. The diner. That's what it is. Because the diner guy. Yeah. Because he like uh, uh, he gets shot with that with a shotgun and he just like is like pounding the guy's face in and the blood is just like splurting, you know. And it's yeah. just uh, and and Ryan Gosling is falling asleep. <laughs> 
Well, know? and I think it's a very it's in a very important part to tell you, you know, the motivation of Russell Crowe's character of Healy's character, because yeah. he's telling the story about he was just eating at a diner and some guy was um, brandishing a shotgun and yelling at everybody and and he just got up and put an end to it and he, you know didn't get paid for it. Yeah, and he's like, you know, it's he's like it's. Cost him five hundred dollars in medical bills or something like that too. Yeah. yeah, and he says um, it was stupid. Really, when I think about it, it was the best moment of my life. Yeah, um, just for a moment, I felt useful. And you yeah. see, that's what Russell Crowe's character, what Healy, is really looking for. Yeah, I think that's the uh, like the best quote of the whole movie. Yeah, I, I really like that one too. Yeah, I wrote that one down. I mean, you gotta also talk about the. There's a point when Healy's trying to teach um, March, Marsh, March. I'm trying to use their character names sometimes, and I can't ever remember Ryan Gosling's characters. Something Mark? like that. Holland, Holland is Ryan Gosling. Holland, okay. Yeah. Um, he's trying to teach him a lesson, you know, about uh, it's what is I can't remember. It's not. Um, it's how you interpret things or something. Things can be looked at differently. Yeah. And he's telling him a story about a guy who is in a car accident and he's pinned under his car and he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, president, former president Richard Nixon yeah, this is, is crazy. there and he, you know, comes out to check on the guy and the last thing the guy sees is Richard Nixon. And it's like, you know, you're expecting angels and you get Nixon. And the, um, at the part when Ryan Gosling falls in the swimming pool, he uh, is like, you know, <laughs> coming to, and he sees Richard Nixon like in the swimming pool. He's like, no, yeah, Nixon, he's like no. dancing. <laughs> yeah. And it was really good. It's really There's good. a bunch of parts of this where I, I kind of wrote down, is this a dream? Is this a dream? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, do you have a third thing, Jacob? Now we've covered all my three, all my things. Okay. The last thing I've touched on it a few times is just the setup for the sequel. I feel like that's, you know, um, this movie doesn't give you like a cliffhanger. It's nothing like that because it ends up happening. They save the film. Um, but you know, Detroit's going to get off scot free Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, because that's the way things happen in this country. I'm going to, the quote was you can't take Detroit down. (laughs) Yeah. That was funny. They they made that so seriously with Kim Bassinger like staring at the camera and stuff. I just want to take that as like my tagline for this season. Oh here. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but R- Ryan Gosling's character created a, an ad because that's what he has as his private investigator. But it's mm-hmm. with both of them in it. He's <laughs> like, "Sorry, you look Mexican." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm sorry, you look Filipino." <laughs> oh, he's how he says. Um, and so he was like, "Okay, now they're gonna be a team. And they're gonna do it together." Mm-hmm. And. Uh, doesn't happen um needs to happen it could still happen it could still happen you yeah. um one other quick thing i forgot to mention um is because this is a period piece and i don't know what it is but i must love like 60s 70s especially la movies because it's like just so romantic of a thing to me even though it's like not especially the 70s a <laughs> very mm-hmm. happy time yeah but yeah I think anything where it's like generational and like we didn't live in it, you know, and mm-hmm. there's things about it that can be like not uh, not ideal, not not idolized, but um, just like 
put in a light that is like, look how beautiful it, it is and amazing it looks. It is, you know? Like you want to experience it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think this it's movie does so a good different. job, like in, encapsulating it, because it does. It has the the music, the you know set pieces are done really well. The wardrobe is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you, ha- you even have wardrobe the, is really good. Uh, impersonating Earth, Wind, and Fire band at that party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the wardrobe is really good. I, I, lo- I love um, both the main characters' suits, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I like when he pulls out that suit and he's like, uh, it's purple. He's like, it's, it's burgundy or whatever he says. It's maroon. Yeah. Maroon, yeah. <laughs> There's the part, too, when Amelia's um, you know, falling asleep. They're like, let's let her rest. And they go to talk. Like, what do you guys think? <laughs> <And> <coughs> Ryan Gosling's daughter in the movie is like, I like her dress. And she's like, I like her dress too. It's like, we can't talk about that right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, that is a nice dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also can't forget the line. Cause Ryan Gosling's daughter is always like, she shows up to this party. She's oh, not yeah. supposed to be there. I she's like, dad, that. there's like whores here and stuff. He's like, don't say in stuff. Just say there are whores here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a through line throughout too. And yeah. stuff. All right, awesome. Anything else you guys wanted to say about this movie? Um. Yeah. Well, I had kind of like the same stuff you guys did, but one I just thought of was like we didn't really kind of mention and talk about his daughter because she was kind of like yeah part yeah, of the team too. Of she like. Forced her way into there, Forced which is away. funny. Hey, that girl yeah. in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Like, just the way that she, like, because she's, like, basically she makes herself taking useful. care of her dad. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. she takes care of her dad. Like, she knows that he's, you know, a drunk. And so she drives, like, she drives sure. him around and stuff and all of that. But he still, out, you know, absolutely loves her mm-hmm. and cares for her still. And she doesn't hold but, back in telling her what she thinks. Oh, either. yeah. Like, she's, like for real like up front with him and stuff like you i don't think know. i'm a good I just guy thought she was a really no. cool addition yeah she's great she's she saves amelia from being shot at one point and then mm-hmm. she she throws coffee on that one girl but she, the oh, girl's yeah. like why do you throw cold funny. coffee on me <laughs> i like what you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> and then she slips on the coffee and accidentally <laughs> shoots herself yeah it totally worked <laughs> Um, the only thing that I think I wanted to add was, you know, when you were giving your plot description of this and you kept describing, you know, a missing girl named Amelia and people getting sh- like murdered trying to find her, my mm-hmm. inner conspiracy theory guy was just like, Amelia Earhart, we're coming for you, baby. You oh know? my gosh. Um, so this took a different <laughs> plot turn than that, which I just wanted to, you know, throw out there. I but, mean, maybe it's the same one. Maybe she time traveled and turned into a... You know, I can always hope that that's what's <laughs> happening in this movie, and that's what tr- the true plot is. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I really like this movie. I love the uh, I love the elements where they tie in, you know, real life to yeah. the story, and then use um, kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they use the era, uh, and that's kind of the whole story is telling this, you know, the story of these people, but mm-hmm. the use of the era and the time to sell it is just uh really cool uh yeah. and then obviously the comedy and action just uh puts it over the top i think plus the actors russell crowe and gosling <clears throat> absolutely uh all right yeah we know, Jake, mary, we know mary jane showed up mary jane who's that 
<laughs> you know, m- marijuana, Mary. That's that's one of the. I'm it's, sorry, it's I, the I place reeks of it. <laughs> yeah. Which that ends up being really sad. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because that's what happened. Because his his wife, Holly's mom, died because there was a gas a explosion. Gas leak, yeah, and he couldn't smell it. Yeah. Which there's a lot of like hidden things in here, which definitely in terms of uh, movies that deserve a sequel, they could have explored so much. You know, well, and I love that. You know, movie movies that don't treat its viewers as dumb, where they're like, "All right, let's tell the viewers now this." It's like they put it in the dialogue, or they put it, you know, in the story, in ways where it's you get to pull it out and understand it. it yeah, those are always more enjoyable, I think, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, four score Jacob, and you seven are years. Already like. Re- um, recapping your thoughts on this movie a little bit. Do you want to lead us into that? Yeah, I'll give you my review of what I gave for the movie. Um, I did give it four and a half stars. I couldn't quite give it five just because I, uh, I don't know, something I just couldn't, couldn't well, do it for some reason. Something was holding you back? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Just because uh, I think because it was like my second viewing of it and it didn't immediately draw me in the first time, like blow me away. That I was just mm-hmm. like, well, I can't give it the full five because if it was a full five, it would have, you know. But I don't know. Uh, but uh, I put this is my second viewing, uh, and I really liked it more this go around. Very entertaining uh, writing and good action is all I gave it. So. Awesome. Cool. Um, so I gave it three and a half stars. Um, I liked it. I think it'd be fun to rewatch it again. Um, it seems like one of those movies you can just, I don't know, catch a piece of it and it's hilarious no matter what mm-hmm. part you see. So, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. really good. That's a good point. I do think it's a movie you could like see a snippet of and enjoy that enjoy. snippet, but not feel like, oh man, I missed the entire movie, you know. Yeah. It, it does have a complicated plot in it, but it's not like you can't enjoy it otherwise yeah for sure i mean Kay. that's kind of like along with a lot of those kind of movies cause like honestly if you ask me what the other guys was about i can't remember what they're doing in it that's true i it just is know kind of they're, a complicated they're plot in that. buddy cops yeah they're being crazy together and it's funny like well and it's and there's action it's an adam mckay movie and his, he's always like <laughs> trying to tell a grand political thing in his movies but using dumb except for stepbrothers maybe <laughs> but, that's definitely got uh, gender, Alex. Come on. All right, for me, I gave this movie five stars. I think it's the I think it's a perfect action comedy, buddy action comedy. I don't think there's anything about it that it needs to be changed. Um, and I just want there to be a trilogy at <laughs> least with these. Characters. At least, <laughs> not not just a sequel, but a. Uh... Give us the full trilogy, because now you can set up... Now you got the first movie. Now you can set up a cliffhanger in the second one, because people are invested, and then pay it off in the third one. Perfect. I like it. It's exactly how it's done. And then, then it should have a spin-off TV series. No. Mm-mm. And then it should have a... Uh, then it should have a biography where it depicts how the... Uh, a biography? The, uh, not a biography, a uh, documentary where it depicts how the movie was originally made, you know? Yeah, that's okay. 
I'm in the business of making money, Alex. I'm in the business of misery. Let's take it from the top. Just got to buy like an hourglass. Let's take it like a clock. It's a matter of time before we all run out. When I thought it was mine, she caught him by the mouth. I waited eight long months. Finally said, okay. Um, Jacob, you get to pick the next movie that you think or deserves a sequel or should have a sequel or needs a sequel. All right. All movies. The Godfather Part 3. We need a uh, Godfather give me four. Part 4. <laughs> it's going to be better than 2. I know. Return it. of the King. Return of the Jedi. Return of the King. Return of the Messiah. Jesus Christ Superstar 2. You know, anything. <laughs> well, didn't they make a movie called Hamlet 2 at one point? And it was. I have no idea. I think they do. Let me Google it. I think they made a movie called Spam a lot. I think I remember. Hamlet 2 is a 2008 comedy starring Steve Coogan. Oh, wow. Catherine Keener, Amy Poehler. <laughs> it's about a, a high school drama teacher who wants to make a Hamlet 2. <laughs> I bet it's stupid. I bet it is. Okay. I bet it does not have a good Rotten Tomatoes score. It has a 62%. It wow. Better than I would have guessed. Yeah. All right. I'm choosing a, I'm choosing a, a White Man Can't Jump. No, I'm just kidding. Would it be uh, called White Man Still Can't Jump? Still Can't Jump. Uh, I still know what you did last summer. Or it could be White Man Now Can Jump, and you could tell us. interesting. Something. And it's all about the Columbine and just, like, people who did really well. Columbine, it, did you say? The Columbine. It's all about Columbine and how, <laughs> how they did really well. What is wrong with you, Alex? <clears throat> My bad. All right. Um, so I, 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 was, I, had, I was going through a bunch of movies. I kept wanting to not choose District 9, even though I like... <laughs> Neil Blonkoff or whatever his name is. Um, I just wasn't really feeling it, you know. Um, and I kind of wanted to choose I Am Legend uh, because I do remember, like, the alt ending to that. And I feel like it really led into a sequel or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that would be fun. But as we were discussing this movie, and maybe it's because I'm tired. Maybe it's because I am very tired. Um, <laughs> but based on your when you were talking, I just got the strange urge... And we we gotta do Pineapple Express, you know, and that definitely needed a sequel. Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. Pineapple Express, all right. Yep. See, it's awesome. like a buddy comedy type thing. Yeah, that would have been. I love fun. that movie. That movie's I mean, hilarious. They, they almost they did part of a sequel in um, This Is the End. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. Maybe that Definitely. should be somebody's point or something. <clears throat> but all right, cool. That'll be fun. That's a good one. All right, awesome. Anything else you guys want to say about this theme, this movie, before we wrap up? I think that this episode des- deserves a sequel. Hopefully, we'll one day we'll get to it. Um, you know, send it down the road if the money comes in, if the funding comes in. The writing comes in, you know, everybody still wants to continue with the project. We can make it happen, but... Well, I think we'll have an episode out next week, Jake. You know, until... Pineapple Express. Until it gets edited, until it gets shot, <laughs> I'm not going to count my cards, you know. That's, that's a good point. Anybody don't count, give up don't any count your cards until they're hatched. Exactly. I never count my aces before they're hatched. They're constantly kings or, you know, maybe jacks. They haven't quite queened yet. Two. Is that how it works? A two. There could be a two in there. There could be a two, and you really gotta <laughs> hold on to that for a while. 
Put it in your left pocket. But, I mean, if deuces are wild. Hey, now we're playing poker. All right, All so right. that uh, um, <laughs> that's it for this one here. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are on X Twitter X X X X. Oh, we're not on that. I'll take three podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on there at Alex Expressed. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Dick Duke. Um. Off. Off. Rocker. I'm she's off my rocker. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer have Twitter, X, whatever. You could be on so. LinkedIn and use the Boolean search to find you. Oh my god. Um I am on Instagram at Pixie Dixie. So yeah. Ooh, that's not confusing at all, like Lily Yilly. Pixie I E Dixie E Y. Yeah. Change your change your Twitter and or your Instagram name to be more confusing. <laughs> Okay, I'll do that. That's your mission. (laughs) All right, guys, that does it for us. Um, Did you guys realize that the kid at the very beginning of the movie who is looking at the porno mag and the car crashes through his house is the same kid from Iron Man 3? No, but I realized it was the kid who wanted $20 to take his dick out, right? That was a different kid. (laughs) Oh. Well, I gave him $20 either way. (laughs) All right, thanks. Bye. 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 Alex, is there a reason you're wearing those? I saw him. I saw him? <laughs> I like the idea of just picking out clothes by... I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why are you wearing that handkerchief only? I saw it! <laughs> I mean, it is mine. It's not like I just saw somebody's ears. Those are Mickey Mouse's ears. Yeah, but I purchased them. You can't purchase somebody else's ears, you son of a bitch. They're nice and fuzzy and they have a little hat. Do you own the IP to those ears? And they have little cups. Alright, here we go. Welcome to <laughs>